One of the best things about finishing a great book is knowing that you have another one ready to go in your to be read pile. With Book of the Month, you can make sure that your to be read pile stays stocked and ready to go. Each month, you can use the app to select from five to seven titles vetted and curated by the team at Book of the Month, focusing specifically on debut authors and early releases. If you can't choose just one, you can always upgrade and add more from your selection. And if that TBR pile starts to get a little too tall, you can skip as many months as you need to give yourself a little extra time to catch up on what you have. Personally, I am a huge fan of suspense and psychological thrillers, so I was very excited to see multiple books on the selection list for May that fit that description. I selected two different titles, both of which are set in Washington State, just like our favorite show, Grey's Anatomy. I thoroughly enjoyed The Return of Ellie Black, the first thriller novel from Amiko Jean, and have Middle Tide by Sarah Crouch ready to read on my road trip next week. Right now, you can sign up for Book of the Month and use code PEDALS to get your first book for only $5. That's code PEDALS, P-E-T-A-L-S, to get your first book for only $5. Watch out for that blue box at your door and get your TBR pile stocked and ready. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Grey's Academy. This is the third time. It's the charm. It's the beautiful thing. It's uh, we're your two lovely podcasting hosts. My name is Carmen. My name is Kelsey, and hopefully we can actually do this this time. Luckily, both of our problems have occurred before the one minute mark, so we have not lost that much content, but we have lost. We have attempted to tell a story three times now, so let's see if this time we can tell the story. Yes, and uh, Grey's Academy is known for its colorful commentary, but this, uh, my friends, was the most colorful of all color commentaries. I saw a house centipede walking across the floor, and uh, we've got uh, my wife's family staying with us, and her two younger brothers are staying in the basement down here. So there's just a pile of clothes and uh, uh, towels that uh, they've been showering and it's just like uh, it's just a, a mess and also it smells like teenage boy down here but I look it over is. and I see this uh, at least three foot long centipede walking across the floor and uh, it crawls right into their clothing pile and I just sprint to the other side of the room to get my workout shoes to, to kill this fucker um, but uh, Kelki what did it sound like to you on your end it was just like it was like oh my why don't I have any <laughs> thing to kill this thing with where the it was a lot of that that was perfect that was that was the best possible use that i could have imagined uh of you using that that button on your recording equipment that was incredible yeah thank you thank you i thought so Anyways, now that we've reached almost the two minute mark, Kelsey, um, what should people do if this is their first time or millionth time listening to this podcast? Um, Well, first of all, we want to say thank you for listening, whether it's your first or your millionth time. We appreciate it. Um, You uh, can follow us on Instagram at Grey's Academy Pod. You can also email us at Grey's Academy Pod at gmail.com if you have anything to say or just you want to say hello uh you can find our patreon link in the show description or in our link tree in our instagram bio and you can follow our personal instagram accounts uh, at chaotically kelsey and at carmen.gabriel.official 
It's true. And also, wherever you listen, leave a five-star review. Write, a, a, write it out. Write it out if you have a, the option to, if you're listening on uh, Apple Podcasts. We definitely know you have the option to write it out there. Uh, leave us a fun note, and we'll read it live on air. Um, also, before we get too far in, I want to shout out... Uh, I, I could be remembering this wrong, but we have two uh, first-time top 10 uh, countries joining our list here, and I want to shout them out. Uh, number uh, four on the list for the last week, India, shout out, and five, six, seven, eight. Uh, number eight, the Czech Republic. So thank you guys for listening in. Uh, welcome. Hopefully you stick around. And uh, to uh, to other uh, uh places Place, my brain literally stopped. countries <laughs> other to other locations uh who are tried and true uh the uk canada germany uh, and malaysia thank you for everything that you do and listening uh and of course the united states um we can't thank you enough uh i did do a quick um i wanted to look this up here I, I'll, I'll see if i can get it for next time but uh i looked oh here we go do you want to guess our number one streaming city in the entire country last week. Last week? This well for the last seven days. The the number for, one for, stream for here in the US. Sorry. Uh yeah, the streaming city in the in the in the United States. Salt Lake City. Janesville. I don't know where that is. Janesville is a place, I think it's I think Janesville is Florida. Right next to Gainesville. It sounds like Ohio. Janesville, Janesville, Wisconsin. Wow. Hello, Wisconsin. Hello, Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Did you see the preview for that? Uh, for that 90 show? Yeah, it's offensive, but no, um, it looks actually it looks really good. It looks like none of them have aged at all. It's actually pretty impressive. Well, that's because the one who did age is the one who ended up in jail, and I don't think he's on the show again, right? He's not on in on the show. Yeah, that's a different conversation for a different day. Yeah. Um, um anyways, hello Wisconsin. Thank you for listening. Um we also want to say thank you for like the biggest um single day of streams last Thursday. Yeah. Um, obviously we dropped two episodes, but it was still way more than um normal. And uh, a lot of episodes that weren't even just for the two that we dropped. It was yeah. A lot of uh, first timers, maybe a couple who uh, um, just sat there and said, I'm going to I like this pilot. I'm going to download everything these guys have and, and just, you know, took all of our songs and it was great. Or our, our, all of our songs. <laughs> all of our songs. <laughs> yeah. All of our podcasts. It's great. This is crazy. It's all wonderful. It's great. Um, so, yeah, thank you. And we hope everybody had a delightful Christmas or Hanukkah or I believe Kwanzaa began was yesterday. Or Not two days ago as, as of recording. It was this week that, that this is being released. Um, but this is that week between Christmas and New Year's where like I never know what day anything is or what time anything is happening. And we're also transitioning to the baby into his room. So the, the, mm. the days are long and the nights are also long. <laughs> and speaking of long and speaking of Christmas and speaking of holidays, we have a surprise. What's a surprise? What's a surprise, Kelsey? What are we doing? Um, I oh, we have another episode. <laughs> another episode. That's right. Did you forget for a second? No, well, I didn't forget we were doing that. I just didn't know that what the surprise was. And surprise! also, um, 
Normally when we record, we have video accompaniment to our audio um, so that we can see each other. But I am on a different computer, so I don't have that. So Carmen can't see when I'm making a confused what the fuck are you talking about face. <laughs> and but she anyways, can see me just like sitting here being a, a doofus. Around, yeah. yeah. Um, Kill, kiss slaying centipedes and shit. Yeah. But yeah, we decided since next week is the finale episode, Carmen was going to have a lot of predictions. So directly um, after this episode, after you finish listening to this episode, you'll be able to listen to a short uh, prediction episode where Carmen is just going to predict what he thinks is going to happen in the season three finale, which is the episode that will drop next week. Yeah. But right now they're both available, this episode and the prediction episode. So we um, hope that you guys enjoy that. We just thought it would be nice to kind of separate it since it's probably going to be a lot more than just the normal little short predictions that we do. It's true. So let's get into it. Let's Let's do Let's do this shit. This is the 24th episode of the third season. It is the 60th episode overall, and it is called Testing 123. Testing 123, that's a song. That is a song by the, like, nothing's, <laughs> yes, nothing speaks more uh, <laughs> late 90s, early 2000s than the Bare Naked Ladies. Um, I feel like that's true. <laughs> Were you about to sing the same exact song? I did song? sing it. Wow. And then I gasped and made a face, but you couldn't see me. <laughs> oh, I made yeah, an excited best friend face. Yeah. We've been really in sync these last couple of episodes. It makes tell me feel me like I'm doing something wrong. Wait, was in sync? Did they do tell me why or was that Backstreet Boys? That's Backstreet Boys. Oh, well, fuck. Well, tell me, don't tell me. Um, anyways, Bare Naked Ladies. Uh, this song, Testing 123, did not chart. There's not a lot of information about it. I'll get into it in a second, but it's from the album Everything to Everyone, uh, which is the sixth album by Bare Naked Ladies. It released in 2003, and it had uh, multiple singles off the album. Testing 123 was one of them. The other singles were Another Postcard, For You, and Celebrity. Uh, so the album was very interesting. They had multiple uh uh, multiple versions. So they had three different versions of the album. It was a standard 14, 14 song album. There was a limited edition one that came out obviously in a CD uh, that contained three bonus tracks of an acoustic session. And then there was a uh, digital pack that had a CD, a DVD, uh, and it included uh, a, another bonus track just off the DVD alone. So um, I don't know how this got so many releases, but then didn't chart. I think maybe just the Bare Naked Ladies fans were just so niche that they're single-handedly like, we got to milk our fandom for everything that we can. Uh, but anyways, uh, the Testing 1, 2, 3 specifically um, – is a song we're talking about here. And uh, as I was listening to it, it's it's a fine song. I'd never heard it before. Bare Naked Ladies, uh, they're not my favorite band, but it's definitely like uh, if you watched like the Digimon movie, I think like six songs from that uh, uh, album, that that movie are Bare Naked Ladies songs. So, and then obviously the Chickadee China, the Chinese Chicken. That's Chickadee everyone knows China, that one. The Chinese Chicken. Yeah. Uh, and then, so anyways, the lyrics. So there's a couple of things. Um, 
the the chorus testing one two three can anybody hear me if i shed the irony would everybody cheer me if i acted less like me would i be in the clear um listening to just this chorus and kind of thinking about some of the the other pieces of the song um i really couldn't get a grasp on who i thought this was about specifically uh looking back on it after watching the episode um Maybe it could be an Izzy kind of focused song. Maybe it could be a little bit of a Meredith focused song, but um, either way, it's just a fine song. It's a, I'd give it a, you know, a four out of 10, a five out of 10. It's just middle of the road. Uh, but Bare Naked Ladies, a it's a song. It's a song. Still better than that one song. Uh, oh God, that was so bad. I don't even remember what song that was. It's something, the sun fires of a thousand billion smoking suns that kill each other. I don't know. That's it. That's that the one. Uh, anyways, Kelsey, back to you. And you so if you've much. forgotten, make sure to leave a five star review and tell us how we're doing. And we can tell you we're doing great. Yeah. I, I, I would give ourselves a five star review. Actually, I think I have, maybe I haven't, I don't know. Um, anyways. So, okay, so this episode was written by Alan Heinberg and directed by Christopher Misiano, and it aired May 10th, 2007 to 19.58 million viewers. So down like 2 million from last from the from the Addison adventure. The Netflix synopsis is the interns take their first year medical exams and the residents tend to three injured mountain climbers. Like mostly accurate, I guess. Not yeah. really missing too much. Also, apparently Christina and Burke are getting married tomorrow. Yep. Did I miss something? Nope. Like, they didn't mention that it was this close, right? I mean, they mentioned like in the when the moms were there, they were like Well, because okay, so when Colin Marlowe was there, they said, Oh, it's gonna be next month, and that was like four episodes ago. And then the moms were there and they were like, well, apparently we should have been here way sooner because of how soon your wedding is. I guess. But dang. Yeah, it's so soon. I don't know. Time in this show is just so It hasn't been a year yet. (laughs) Not yet. It will be tomorrow. Just recall. Next week it will be. Yeah. So bonkers McGee. Um, Okay. So. Let's start with the recap. Now, I guess because of the Addison adventure last week, they had no recap. So this time they were like, we have to recap so much because there was a lot. All three seasons. (laughs) There was literally so much happening in this recap. It was wild. Um, George and Izzy had the sex and then they had the kiss and he's like, I'm going to go to Mercy West. And then... um, Callie was like, give me my husband back. And Bailey is like, knows about chief resident is going to be chief resident, whatever. Interns have an exam. Um, There's going to be the wedding. Ava has no memory. Adele is there. Addison wants a baby. Susan died. All caps. Slap. Yeah, that's a bitch. Also, Adele. Adele is back. Yes, we love. We stand. We love a queen. I don't know. She's yeah. I'm, I'm concerned with the choices she's making. (laughs) Um, well, what are you going to do? Uh, and then, okay. So it starts with Meredith getting dressed for Susan's funeral. Uh, the other interns minus George are all studying for the exam in the kitchen. And they're like, 
oh, George isn't studying. Like, how's he going to pass? And Christine's like, well, he has Callie, so we have her cards, but he has Callie, so he'll be fine. And Izzy's like making sad eyes about it. Yeah, she's like, oh, yeah, she still has George. We have nothing. If they were so on her deathbed and Izzy was like, you have made a terrible mistake. Yeah, I just I know that (laughs) I'm going to let you finish. Uh, (laughs) But yeah, it uh, it was definitely. If they weren't so self-absorbed with the test that's going on, I think they would have picked up a little bit more on Izzy's cues. Yeah, that's probably true because she is not being subtle. No, not and Callie will have George. Uh, yeah, she might as never mind. That would have been too graphic for our listeners. Never mind. <laughs> never mind. Sometimes, guys. Sometimes Carmen draws a line. You, you gotta, you gotta come to the Patreon for that content. <laughs> um. Okay. So Meredith is like walks through and she's like, "See if it's what killed Susan." And then she walks out and. They're like, oh, is she okay? And Christina's like, she's fine. Everyone, we're fine. We're fine, people. Everybody's fine. We're everything's fine. And Alex and Izzy go back and forth about how she's obviously not fine because Susan died and Susan was way better than Ellis. And now both Ellis and Susan are dead. And it's just a big fat bummer of a yeah, time. And she, she has to go to the funeral and then take the test today. Yes. Yeah, so she's going to the hospital and then she's going to the funeral and then she's coming back for the test. Crazy. So full day. What a shit full day show. in funeral garb. Um, George is Podcast with Callie at the uh, hotel. You don't know. You can't see me. Uh, I George heard it. Callie are studying at the hotel and she sees that he got accepted to Mercy West. She's very excited. George is lukewarm about it at best. Um, yeah. So he has to tell the chief about it. And he's like, oh, it's still pending the results of the exam. Blah, blah, blah. All that stuff. Um, but, but yeah, he's, they're excited about it, but mostly Callie's excited about it because she doesn't want him to be near Izzy. Also in this scene in the, in the hotel, I did, I didn't actually realize Callie's just so much taller than George. Yeah. They, when they hug at the end of this, it's like very awkward. Like just the staging of the hug is awkward. And I'm like, why have you hugged like this? She, she goes, she goes high. But I almost taller. want her to like pick him up. Like it looks yeah. like she's going to like scoop him up and like, like just lift him real quick. Coddle him like a little baby back bitch that he is, you know, just he swaddle him and feed him a feed him a baby bottle. Nice. And then burp um, him. So Derek gets on the elevator with Meredith. You know, not a lot of Derek hate in this episode because there's not a lot of Derek and I'm not mad about it. <laughs> um, it was it was an interesting way for him to be like, hey, I know today's crazy, but like if you need anything, I have a black suit with me. Yeah. So if you want to go into the surgical room while my ex-wife is also out there, <laughs> we can have sex again and you can lose your panties and it'd be a great time. You you think that's what he's saying? That's, I think, verbatim what I, I saw in my my I, I tried to write down the quote in the notes, but I didn't. No, no. But but you think that his implication of the black suit is to. No, have obviously sex he's trying to be there for Meredith, but he does this thing where it's like, yeah, it, it goes without saying that I'm this is this is me apologizing. No, yeah, dude, just, he, just say you're there for that. Meredith. Say it sucks. Just like, yeah. Give her some, Do you want me to go? I'm happy to go if you want me to go. I'm yeah, happy to be yeah. there for you. As your boyfriend, it's like my singular job. I'm so yeah. sorry. I'm having the yawns okay. again. Oh, um, okay. fuck you. 
You're welcome. Sorry, I was trying to drink my water and I missed the straw. <laughs> I wouldn't have okay. been able to see that because you have no camera. Um, okay, so... Okay, Burke finds Christina and is like, hey, I need a copy of your vows. Also, my best man can't make it. The wedding is tomorrow. And Christina cares so little about all of it. So um, little. Test day. Test day. It's test day. Test day. Also, what kind of best man bails 24 hours before the wedding? Yeah, that's, I don't know what that's about, but uh, it seems questionable. Burke, choose better people in your life. Truly. Um, so, yeah, that's when we find out the wedding's tomorrow, and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ, this is like a very, very busy week for the interns. Also, did you, I don't remember, did you guys write your own vows? No. I didn't think so. I, I didn't really care either way i think the part that really annoys me with vow writing is someone is always going to be better than the other person and someone's always going to resent that they're better than the other person um like imagine how bummed anyone would feel if their husband or wife or 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 a significant other like wrote this entire eulogy and you're like you make me so lucky and happy. The end. Like it's you can't recover from that. Like your whole marriage is would be based on all the feelings the other person has and you being inarticulate. Also, I feel like there's always one person that's a better public speaker. Yeah, for sure. And it's just even if like the sentiment and like the what's written is really sweet and kind. It's like the delivery makes them nervous. And I'm like, that's you shouldn't. Yeah. I don't know. We also did not do that. Um, we just kind of tweaked the the ceremony to be more personal to what we wanted instead of writing our own vows. That's kind of yeah. how we made it, made it our own. What a beautiful day it was. It was. It was. I hope someday um, I get to officiate a wedding. I want that for you. I really do. Yeah. Maybe next year. Uh, maybe. Uh, so all the attendings get paid to the ER because search and rescue found a lost climbing party on Mount Rainier. Um, and they, they also mention in this scene that the chief is making his official recommendation to the board tomorrow for chief and chief resident. So, um, gonna be a big day tomorrow at the it's wedding. Also, the, so much also is happening worth- tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's also worth noting that Bailey and Callie are the only residents that are there. Yes. And Sydney is, Sydney not, is not. Yeah. So either Sydney was unavailable to act in this episode or she's not considered one of the top two residents. Or they said, we don't feel like paying her to act in this episode. <laughs> so by rule of default, she's no longer in the running for chief <laughs> resident. Uh, okay, so... Ava is quizzing Alex and she like makes an offhand comment about remembering her dad. So Alex like loses his mind because he's like, Oh my God, your memory's coming back. Like, this is so good. It's it's even if it's just a little bit like that's how it happens. Just a little at a time. Like, why aren't you more excited? Blah, blah, all this stuff. And she's just like, Oh, or whatever. I knew at that moment that she was remembering things and just actively not telling Alex. Yeah. Like a turd. Um, so they're waiting for the ambulance and Burke is like, oh, I'm nervous. And um, I feel like that's normal. 
So then he asked Derek to be his new best man. And it's actually so precious, I think. Like, it's very cute. And it's like a little bit awkward, but I love it. It is awkward because Weber's like, hey, you know, this is a big decision. And Derek is like, he can't have you. It's a conflict of interest. And Burke is like, shut the fuck up, Derek. I was going to ask you, you dumb prick. (laughs) (laughs) They're also the three of them. I would watch a show of just the three of them. Yeah. Them just like their banter back and forth is amusing to me. Yeah. Also, Uh, like, call me crazy, but Derek was at the center of a lot of good banter in this episode yeah derek did okay he was he was because they were like they were like we won't give you any like personality things in this episode (laughs) you just kind of stand (laughs) off to the side and like make jokes except like we're not really going to examine who you are as a person because it's garbage yeah well we're it was also we'll get to this but that weird end scene am i right oh my god Ugh. but for now good guy he's gonna be the best man at a wedding yeah yeah um so the the ambulance gets there. The first climber, they pull him out and some heinous frostbite on his hands. Oh, it's like so terrible. Bad. Just like an actual nightmare. Um, And that's when we get the title card at seven minutes and 22 seconds. What a garbage way to. And I, I, we, we dig a little bit more into this. Like uh, when, when Burke and Bailey and Christina uh, and Callie are all talking about climbing and stuff like that. I've never had that desire. No, like, I don't like ever. heights. And I, I don't mind asthma. the heights. It's the cold. Like I've rode, I've ridden Kilimanjaro safaris. I know that there's an <laughs> abominable snowman out there. I get okay, it. That's first of all, that's Everest. Yeah, but still, it's <laughs> a mountain. I've seen what happens to people. Also, you know how many people just, when they die, they're just left there. They use dead bodies no, as know. mile markers. My dad went through like a very big, very big Everest obsession phase when I was in like middle and high school. So I have seen like all of the videos. Was that his midlife crisis? No. And then that was also um, where I did my CP. Ah, yes, that's right. So I was uh, heavily connected to to the mountain, as it were. Uh, and then someone else that I worked with later in my Disney career went on vacation to real Everest and brought me back like a string of real prayer flags from there because they knew I had worked at, uh, animal kingdom Everest and wow. I still have them. It's very nice. That's awesome. Um, and they also brought me back a rock from the mountain and my dad, uh, likes to pitch a fit about the fact that I won't give it to him. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he needs to go himself. <laughs> I mean, I didn't go, but I'm not giving him my rock. <laughs> Tell him he can buy some Everest rocks on eBay. You know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look this up right now. I'm just going to buy him an Everest rock. Oh, my God. You already bought him an ornament. Can you calm oh, down? Funny. Stop buying my dad stuff. <laughs> hey, listen. Just you want him to be your dad. <laughs> this is how uh, I'm, like, trying to guilt him into just adopting me. It's just like just more and more stuff shows up at his house from you. Listen. Until it, he's like, I give in. It I, I feel good with the Winnie the Pooh ornament. I think I'll call it quits at that. Apparently it was extra good because he had had a bad day that day at work. So apparently Aww. it like really turned it around for him. I, I do feel bad, though, because he called me while I was in the middle of seeing my friend who had just gotten into a terrible car crash. Oh, right. So I was like at the hospital. and He's like, hey, it's 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 Chris. Like, hey, Carmen, thanks for the ornament. And I was like, hey, I really want to know more about this. But I'm actually at the hospital for a friend <laughs> right now. This is terrible timing. 
passing ships. I can't believe he called you. What a loser. Who calls people anymore? Uh, I saved his number, and he even texted me where the ornament uh, is on the tree. He sent me a picture of it. Yeah. Front and Uh, center, baby. It really is. Uh, anyways, okay, so that was a nice enough about my so love about obsession my with Kelsey's and dad. Carmen's not father. Um, not yet. <laughs> uh, okay, so the second climber. Okay, the climber is like asking about his friends. This, the interns are all watching. The second one comes in. He has like a bunch of broken ribs. Like his chest is like not working correctly when he breathes. It's really creepy, and I hate it. Um, like lots of bruising and stuff. Um, I've never had a broken rib. I imagine it's awful because you can do literally nothing about it. Like it's just there. It's just broken. Like they can't put a cast on it. It's a rib. I don't think I had a broken rib, but I definitely had uh, some major, major bruising around my ribs. I had a, I was in a collision in baseball in the outfield running full speed at someone who was incompetent because I called (laughs) them off and I made the catch and they crashed into me. I'm not bitter about it. Um, (laughs) to this day but yeah no it's definitely painful it's like one of those things where even just rolling over to like in in bed like you're laying in bed and you're just in pain yeah i had thought that i had hurt my ribs when i had covid from all of the coughing um and i had bruised it and like messed up a muscle the muscle underneath them is what i had actually Mm. injured but yeah because Mm. when i had covid it was i first of all i was very pregnant and second of all mostly my symptoms were only coughing and exhaustion um i was very lucky it was not that bad but so yeah i coughed so much that i injured my injured my rib area i remember that actually it was good times in the kingdom yes uh okay so the christina tells meredith like, oh, you should talk to the chief. He'll let you take the exam later. And she's like, I don't need to take the exam later. I'm fine. Everything's fine. I'm Yay healed. funerals. Yay, processing grief. Good stuff. Um, uh, the third guy comes in. He has a spinal injury. He, like, can't feel his legs, right? Is that what he says? He can't feel his legs. Is it his hands and his legs? Or just I think legs? it's his legs because then he's like, Oh, uh, I'm this really hurts. And later on, Derek's like, well, that's a good thing. Yeah. Okay. Like you can feel pain. Yeah. Um, George tells Izzy that he got into mercy West. Bailey turns the corner and starts screaming at all of them to leave. Uh, it's very funny. Um, Alex asked Derek if they can do another test on Ava because he's like, oh, I think she's starting to get her memory back. And Derek says, yeah, sure. Do this, this and such test. Um, And then Alex leaves. Uh, And then this is like a weird little scene where like before Addison sees Joe and Walter, Derek like makes some snarky comment. I like did not understand the point of the scene. He's like, oh, good job, Addison. And she's like, oh, I'm just directing traffic. And he goes, yeah, I know. I was being sarcastic. Yeah. Here's the thing. It was it was out of place because it was very quick and they cut away from it very, very quick as well. But also I it's a bummer because the scene made no sense. But Derek and Addison together still had good chemistry. Yeah. but I feel like they're trying to just force them to in a scene because they just spent two episodes where Addison was in L.A. So yeah. it felt forced. But luckily, they're both good actors together where it didn't feel awkward. But looking at it, it I, what does it do to carry the plot? It didn't do that anything. was my thing. I was like, why have we done this? Yeah, 
I get like, that. Was, I, I thought the you same could have just thing. cut to Addison seeing George and Walter and I would or Joe and Walter and I would have been fine. Yeah. And take the, the two seconds that you use on that and just give it to Bailey for more monologue. Like, what are we thinking yeah. here, guys? Come on. Um. So, yeah, Joe, Joe and Walter are there. They tell Addison that they have a, um, applied to adopt and they have met a birth mother and they're being considered. And would Addison please look at her to make sure she is OK? And um, she, she agrees. Izzy tells George that uh, he can't transfer because he is the glue that holds them all together, which is questionable at best. Yeah, he's I just maybe do not up think gum. that that man is the one that's holding all of them together. Yeah, I just I hard disagree to that. It's there's just no there's no evidence in what we've seen in this show to make me think at this point, maybe in hindsight, like maybe I'll look back a year or two from now after watching the next couple of seasons for this show and think, Oh yeah, I guess they were trying to make us think that way. And maybe they do. It's foreshadowing, but right now there's nothing that I've seen that makes that hold any weight. Uh, but I do want to also just, uh, actually no, forget about it. Never mind. I just remember that last night I had a dream that you and I like, okay. So in this dream, George O'Malley is a real person like it's not oh wow an actor played playing this person and and like he like also did the podcast with us and hey George come on the show yeah and then something happened and we like had to do an emergency podcast episode being like um George is no longer doing the podcast with us and like at first in my dream you were like telling me that he had died but then like he was there so I guess you were just lying (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and didn't want to do the podcast with him. I don't know. It was really weird. It was bizarre. Oh, uh, anyway, well, now that we've gone off. That. No, I love that. Now that we've gone off that tangent, I do want to circle back to the scene before. Can we just pause at when Walter was like, uh, having a baby is easier than we thought. Just stab oh, yeah. Addison right in the fucking heart. Why don't you? Yeah. Gosh, this episode is sad for Addison. Yeah. Terrible. Anyways, George is on our podcast next week. That's the real surprise. So tune in for the season three finale where George O'Malley joins us. But we have to do not, an emergency not episode. Not the actor that plays him. The actual George O'Malley. Real George. It's the, 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 the true, real living George O'Malley. Um, yeah. Good times. Let me just fa- add someone on Facebook named George O'Malley and just say if they want to come on the podcast. <laughs> for legal reasons, this is a joke. Um... <laughs> Uh, so yeah, he says, oh, I can't stay and see you every day and I can't stay and like keep kissing you and I'm married and I blah, 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 all this stuff. So whatever, it's the same bullshit. Um, Alex goes to ask Ava questions to like, see where her memory is at and, um, realizes that she has been getting memories back and she's like super weird about it. Um, at the same time, Meredith is getting ready to leave and Thatcher stumbles out of an elevator, like completely trashed. And you like prepare for Slapgate 2.0. Seriously, this scene was not fun. Yeah, it's painful. Um, the intern. Oh, sorry. No. Yeah, he comes out and he's like, you're not wanted at the funeral. 
it's your fault that she's dead in the first place. She was the only thing I had. And then Molly, who was the pregnant one before, is there. And she, uh, like, kind of finagles him back into the elevator. It's like, we have to go. Also, I just don't know how it got to the point of him being at the hospital, but okay. Exactly. There's two things that I have problems with. Molly, if you were able to get him away from Meredith, couldn't you have just not gone to the hospital? Number one. Number two, where was security? Who did you say you were here to see? None of you. No one in that family is a patient. I don't understand. Number three, he walks away saying, uh, she was all I had. With two of your daughters right there. Yep. And a and grandkid the somewhere. Eating the car. Right. Eating the car. So waiting in the car. I don't know why I said he was, she was eating the car. She might be eating the car out of nervousness. Maybe she's a compulsive leather eater. We don't know that for sure. Also, um, if she drove, then why did oh, she yeah. drive them to the hospital? <laughs> what? What good was good? What did he tell them to lead them to the hospital? Like, hey, guys, like, look, I, like, I understand just we go. need the scene to make Meredith upset, like for the point. Obviously. Of plot, but I just like don't understand how I am supposed to believe this all occurred. Maybe back in 2007, it was acceptable for people to walk into hospitals without any kind of ID just to go yell at their estranged daughter who also works there. I don't know. Also, I will say the only time you and I have been in hospitals, uh, well, I guess, no, you were in, you went as a visitor recently. Did you have to like check in? I didn't have to check in, but like I specifically went in there telling them who I was looking for. And I said, I have the room number. This is where I'm going. We're friends. And I didn't go by myself. So like, I mean, no one signed in or actually did we sign in? We did sign in. We did sign in. Because I know, like, it's probably pretty different when we were in the um, the birthing parts of the hospital. Obviously, they are, like, super high security because of all of the babies. Right. The baby stealing. Um, but, yeah, I hadn't been to, like, a different part any time recently. So I wasn't sure. But, yeah, I agree. They kind of make it seem like people can just wander in and out of this hospital as they please and just go wherever. And the one in Orlando, I mean, we, you had to full on go through security. Oh, there was a metal detector that almost made me shit my pants. I remember. That's a story for a different day. <laughs> Tune into um, our Patreon to hear all the content about how I almost shit my pants. As I was giving birth. <laughs> no, that was. Nope. Carmen that was had before. to make it that about him. <laughs> wow. Um, okay. Big Scorpio energy. Yeah. So. Um, the, okay, so this is when we get the Alex and Ava scene And he's like trying to get her to tell him Like anything about her life And she's like, well, I just woke up a couple days ago And I just remembered everything And like, I didn't say anything Because like my life is boring It is meaningless And I was just married I was in a crappy relationship with a nice guy And I just was unhappy And everything is stupid Um, So yeah, that was kind of bizarre he wanted to go build furniture on the side of a mountain. Um, and then she refuses to tell Alex her real name. Does she? What's her game here? Does she think that Alex is going to like love her? Because you just spent three weeks encouraging him to go after Addison. I don't get it. We'll talk about it more in the prediction episode that follows. Things are gonna get motherfucking easier. Motherfucking ass. 
Um, so then they are in the locker room, like about to go uh, do the exam. And everyone's trying to be super nice to Meredith because her dad's a piece of shit. Uh, and Alex comes in and has no idea what's going on because he is once again out of the loop of drama at the season finale. <laughs> but at least he's like, all right, I clearly missed something. So someone fill me in. He like gets it right away. <laughs> yeah. I also appreciate that Christina is like talking to Meredith. She's like, we have your pencils and we have your water and we have your snacks and everything's going to be fine. And you're going to get a really high score, but not as high as mine, but everything's going to be fine. Yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> Gotta throw that in. That's peak Christina right there. Peak. Peak Christina. Richard tells Meredith that it was not her fault and that Thatcher knows it and that he and he's being nice. And then she gets super aggressive and says, just because you slept with my mother, that does not make you my father. Which is a true statement, but that doesn't mean you need to say it. Right. That's also, like, Weber's not trying to be your dad. He's just being a good leader. Yeah, it's like anytime anyone shows her any kindness, she's like, why are you trying to be my family? I'm like, oh, right. Sometimes people are just nice. Yeah. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've had to hug random people who are going through break like especially at disney like yeah all those cps oh my gosh the crazy crap that i would hear and i'd be like look i am going to ask you if you want a hug would you like a hug and like you know obviously as as a, as a man i have to be very careful about some of those things but i was like look i'm not a robot i'm a good person and also just because i give you a hug doesn't mean i'm trying to be your father yeah also, yeah, I slept with your mother, but who cares? Like a million years ago, she's dead now. Gosh, she means nothing to me anymore. Because <laughs> she's dead. Because I killed her. Um, Derek and Preston are examining the climbers, and Derek asks them what happened, and they all get like weird and quiet, and you're like, oh, okay, so like something weird, it's apparently. Terrible. Like something you terrible. saw an abominable snowman or a Yeti, who's to say? Yeah, both. Both together making love. And I was about to say, and they were <laughs> fucking. Gosh. Um, okay, so <laughs> the time the one of the climbers is basically like they were they had picked like a hard route and they were all tied together climbing up and there was a storm and one of them fell, so they all fell because they were tied together. And one of them there were four of them and one of them died when they fell, so they had to leave him there. Is what they say. It's what they said. And one of them is like, feels very strongly that they should not have left him there and is vocalizing this belief a lot. Something, something's fishy. Something at, at this point in the episode, we are understanding that something is not as though it appears. They are leading us to believe that some shit has gone down. Bum, bum, bum. Also, have you watched the new Knives Out yet? No, I haven't watched the first oh Knives my, Out. Oh, my God. Our friendship is about to end. I Look, to if I want to see James Bond and Captain America in a movie, I'll just watch James Bond and I'll watch Captain America. But don't do that. But also, Chris Evans is not in the second one. Oh. But um, Burr is. Aaron Burr is in the second one. Does he sing? Yes. Oh, okay. he doesn't really. I just okay. lied to you. Oh, typical, typical Kelsey. Just a liar. Typical Leo. Am I right? Mm hmm. 
You can't spell Leo without spelling liar. <laughs> well, that's incorrect. <laughs> Factually um, speaking, you could not have sounded more dumb. <laughs> Anyways, so the intern set for the exam. Um, Addison checks the pregnant. Wait, um, pa- wait, pause. Go for it. Go for it. There were 20 people in that room. There were a lot of people in that room, yes. But they said the bottom five get cut. Yes. They cut 25% of the interns. But Bailey also says that they have the best program, the best, most competitive program in the country. That's fair. I get that. But, like, also, I don't know. I feel like that. I feel like that's high. But if it's that competitive, shouldn't it be higher? I don't really know. Because then later on they're talking and they're like, oh, Meredith is going to have to repeat her intern year. So then I'm like, so do they get cut or do they just repeat their intern year? Yeah, it doesn't really sound like there's any stakes at all. Other than just being a year behind in your career, potentially. Yeah, yeah. But they still get paid being interns, right? Uh, Yes, they get paid because they talk about how they get paid little. So it's not the ultimate end of the world. It's not great. But, like, it's not like you have one shot to be a doctor and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Um, continue. I just thought that was interesting because I I paused just to count how many people were in the room. I think there was 20, (laughs) but I couldn't be 100% sure. Yeah. Um, So Addison is checking Rena, I believe her name was. She is the potential birth mother for uh, Joe and Walter. And she's like, says she has really bad heartburn. And... So Addison starts to do this exam and (laughs) Joe goes, you know, we're gay, right? (laughs) To which she responds. Yeah. I figured with you both being boys and all. Yeah. Also, they made it sound. He is. And then he faints like a turd. Uh, (laughs) But the way they made it sound in that first scene with Addison was like, this was a sure thing. And then this girl's like, well, yeah, I mean, there's one other family in the mix, you know? Yeah. Sounded weird. Because they said they put in an application and they're being considered. And she's there to meet them. Oh, okay. I misunderstood that part, but that's also because I'm dumb. Correct. Can confirm. Yeah, it's fine. But yeah, she tells the, the Joe and Walter that the other one she is considering, the, the wife has been trying to get pregnant for 10 years and has not been successful. And she's like, isn't that so sad? And Addison's like, well, fuck me. <laughs> yeah, so sad. Right in the emotions. And then she tells him it's twins, which I'm like, has this woman had no prenatal care at all up to exactly. this point? Like, exactly. How do you not know? She's very pregnant. She's ready to pop. But also it could just, she could be three months in and twins. And I'm just pretty do sure if you. you go through an adoption agency, they also facilitate at least like a base check to make sure that their records are like legit. Unless she didn't seem strange. Did she did the did we think that the girl knew and just didn't tell Joe and Walter or No, I don't think she knew. We're led to believe that she didn't know at all. This is like in Friends. Both heartbeats are really strong. Well, that's good because I'm gonna have a baby. (laughs) (laughs) How many did Phoebe have? Four? Three. Three. She had triplets. Man, Phoebe. She was in something that I just saw not too long ago. She was in, no, I'm not going to spoil it. Spoiler alert, she was in the season finale, or the show finale of 
pause for effect. The Good Place. Just want to make sure I don't spoil that for anyone. Oh, she wasn't that. She wasn't that. Um, also, yeah. she is in Scandal. Really? Like uh, She is a recurring character. She has an arc. Man. Also, guys, I don't know if I said this live yet, but I finished. No, you haven't. I finished How to Get Away with Murder. And we will be doing a Patreon episode for that. It, yeah. All I'm going to say is, wow. Chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Um, okay. We're going to get through this episode, guys. <laughs> we're Maybe. doing... Actually, we're, we're over halfway, I think. I, no, we're not. We're close to halfway, though. Because I normally put sh- my Shondaland pause, like, almost right in the middle of halfway. Okay. All right. So we're close. Let's do this, then. We're, we're good. Let's, let's, let's... We got um, this. So Meredith is sitting in the exam and just staring and doing nothing. Like, not marking any answers, not even reading... George notices and is distracted. Uh, At the end of the test, they all leave. Meredith like runs away immediately and George tries to chase her and then tells everyone like, oh, she didn't write anything. She didn't answer any questions. And he wants to go after her. Um, But Christina's like, yo, just chill and, and let her have a minute. Which is good advice. But also Christina's approach to solving this problem is to not address it in any way. Well, that's her approach to solve every problem. Well, sometimes that's a good way to solve problems. Or let them spiral into gigantic problems. It's fine. Everybody's fine. Um, so then all the other attendings are trying to like plan out which climbers are going to need what surgeries. And they like all need Callie, obviously, because all these guys' bones are super fucked up. And Callie is an orthopedic surgeon. So they're all arguing over who she's going to operate with. And Bailey makes them do rock, paper, scissors. Which and was awesome. It was amazing. And I love when they all do rock and she goes, all rocks, very typical. Because it's some like absurd percentage of like anytime a man plays rock, paper, scissors, it's like over 87% chance he's going to do rock first. Really? Yeah. I'm putting that statistic in my back pocket. Watch out, folks. (laughs) So anytime you're playing rock, paper, scissors against another male, do paper first. Yeah. Also, you know that one of the writers had like a kid who came home from school with like a story of conflict. And they're like, well, how did you resolve that son or daughter? And they're like, well, we played rock, paper, scissors and I won. So everything works. And they're like, Hmm, this is my motivation for this scene. Uh, but also like how many times, even as adults right now, are we like, okay, look, rock, paper, scissors, let's do this. Let's make it fair. Everyone has the same odds to win. This is so funny. I love it. It was a great scene. It was very good. Um, so, excuse me. Burke wins. He gets to pick to have Callie in his surgery first, whatever. And then everyone leaves and Mark asks Miranda, like, oh, how does it feel not to have to worry? Because, you know, the chief is going to pick you for chief resident because we know that he that you're his most favorite in the whole wide world. Like, how does it feel to be the chosen one? And she goes, it feels just fine. Savage. She's so savage and funny. Yeah, I love her. Um, uh, Derek sees Meredith and asks her how the test went, and she does not answer and just walks away, and he kind of goes to go after her, but yet again, Christina's like, I got this, and then just stares at her from a distance. <laughs> Give her space. She'll figure it Give out. Give her the space. 
so she's like sitting in the waiting area and the they're all talking about like what will happen if she fails and Izzy's like we have to do something and Christina there she's like Christina what do we do and she's I don't know I don't fail at things like this isn't in my playbook I don't know how to handle this Meredith and I don't fail um and then they all get paged and now we will take a break for everyone's favorite segment living in Shondaland living in Shondaland Ooh, an explosion. Yeah, it was an explosion. I think we're getting another bomb. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm waiting for. Um, oh, sorry. All so right, how many, how many we got? One person. One person. Okay, okay, okay. Is it one of the frostbite people? Um, yes. Is it frostbite rib guy? Um, hold on. I have to figure out which one of them has the... Which injuries, sorry. Rib guy, my money's on rib guy. And I'm making ribs in the smoker because I'm rib guy. Are you making ribs? No, no, I wish. I would love some smoker smoker ribs though right now. Same. Um I it's it's the one that's mad that they left the guy. I, I don't know. I think that's someone, the third one. Someone message us and confirm if that's Rip Guy, but I don't think it's Rip Guy. I think you might be right. It's Dale. His his name in the, the episode is Dale. Well, so, there, so far we have Jack, Andy, and Dale. My guess are the was climbers that we know. Andy, I guess. Then if it's in order, yeah. I don't know. But either way, I think I got half a point for, for saying it's a, it's a climber guy. It's frostbite yeah. cl- climber guy. Yeah. Um, so his name in real life is Derek Phillips. He was in one episode of Scandal and three episodes of Private Practice. Nice. So, yeah. All as a climber. No. Uh, Bailey hands out assignments. Um and when all the other leaves, George is like, what, what about me? And she's like, what the fuck do you think you're doing going to Mercy West? And she gives him a big lecture about not giving a shit about his personal life and that he is ruining his career by picking another program. And uh, then he like runs away and bumps into Izzy and Callie watches the whole thing. So she's know. gonna find out if she hasn't already. Some shit's going to go down. Also, Bailey, tell him she goes in and I love it. Yeah, I like the way that she does it, too. Girl, tell him. Yeah, it, it, it's what's up. Um, George sits next to Meredith and is like, we're on a train and I want to get off. We're going so fast. I just want to get off the train. And she's like, well, I'm off the train. Because I killed the conductor. And. <laughs> Yes. And then he goes, he like has his big speech about, he's like, well, your parent dies. And when your parent dies, you make terrible decisions and then you have to live with them your whole life. I'm like, wow, George, I wonder what you could possibly be talking about. Is it your marriage? (laughs) Not subtle, not subtle. Also, would you think it was a terrible decision if Izzy hadn't told you it was a terrible decision? Who's to say? I mean, she didn't. And it's not like she said it once. She said it every chance that she could, especially when Meredith was about to die. Like, yeah. I still am never going to get over that. Yeah, it was bonkers. Remember that girl you were obsessed with for like half the entire show? Yeah, yep. she could die. So I think now is a good time to tell you that you fucked up. Yeah. Um. Meredith tells him to go and he goes. 
um, Adele is in the ER. And Addison says she's going to page Richard. And Adele's like, no, don't page him. I don't want him to know I'm here. We're separated. And Adele's like, oh, she had a fender bender. And so Addison asks her if she has any pain. And Adele goes, no, but I'm pregnant. So that's a thing that's happening. <laughs> yeah. It's so she says she's 52 and pregnant. Yes. Crazy. Not impossible. Not impossible. Im- improbable. But yes, it's crazy. So obviously. And like, again, poor Addison. <laughs> I know. In the prime of her life. Just, Be- just, beauty and yeah. grace. And she can't get pregnant. Um, so they want to keep her overnight. Addison's like, oh, can I ask who the father is? And Adele goes, you can ask. And Addison and just says she's like, doesn't want Richard to find out. And she's like, well, he's not going to find out because you're not going to tell him and I'm not going to tell him and no one's going to tell him. And then, she, of course, Addison bumps into Richard like right outside the hall. And it's like, oh, I just heard that Joe and Walter are adopting. Is that the birth mother? Because I'd love to put it a good word, which obviously this scene is just there to like be quirky and like physical comedy of Addison, like trying to keep him from going in the room. But the sentiment of him wanting to tell the birth mother that like Joe and Walter should get the baby is actually so precious to me. And I wish that they had like, I would love to see a scene where he goes to the birth mother and is like, I just think these two gentlemen really deserve a baby. Yeah, it would be sweet. Also, I, you said physical comedy and I don't know why I just remembered this, but do you watch Emily in Paris? I do not. So Addison is in in that that, show. Yes. Uh, And Jessica was watching it the other day and I, the show's fine. It's not one that I'm going to sit there and watch. It's cute. It's funny. Uh, But like, I'm not enthralled by it, but Addison is in the show. Not as Addison, uh, obviously, but she is pregnant in the TV show. And there's one scene where she's just walking around with the pumps on her boobs. And I'm like, yes, I've seen the screen grab of that. Yeah, and I'm like, this show isn't terrible. It's fine. It's great. We um, love to see a working mother pump. It's true. We do. We stand working mothers who pump. But anyways, I just I thought of that and I had I had forgotten to mention that to you. But she's in that show and she's great in that show. Yes. She's great and all. She's a queen. I just think she has her and Callie have such good eyebrows. It's true. Her they eyebrows do. are so good all the time. Um, I mean, granted, I'm sure they have people making sure they're good all the time, but uh okay, so then we cut back to Meredith and Alex is just sitting there in silence. And Meredith goes, Are you gonna give me an inspirational speech too? And he goes, No. And that's it. Love it. That's the scene. Love it. Also, okay, so they do those two, and it kind of implies that, like, everyone's going to come give Meredith a speech, and it's just those two. It's just George and Alex. No one comes. It's weird. It is weird. I was also expecting there to be the a Christina and an Izzy speech, but um, it makes sense because they both have kind of their own thing going on, and I, I was, like, wondering how they could have made it happen. I couldn't think of a way to, that it would have made sense, but to me... Uh, Alex going full Captain America and going, no, I don't think I will. Yeah. Uh, it's just so good. I mean, he yeah. only says no, but I, I embellished a little bit there. No, I don't think I will. Um, so Addison tells Callie, oh wait, nope, sorry, I skipped something. Uh, Izzy chases George down and asks them what they're going to do about Meredith. And he's like, uh, nothing, it's not going to be my problem in a week, so I don't give a shit. 
And then he basically says, I'm not going to be friends with any of you once I leave. Which is his business, Izzy. Get it over. Get over it. I mean, like, he has to have some repercussions for sleeping with you. And that's what he's choosing. So let it lie. Um. Oh, they overhear the climbers talking about the guy they left behind. And again, sounds shady. Something's going on. There's some business we don't know about. I wrote a note and I go, did they kill their friend? Is this murder? <laughs> Is this how to get away with murder? Mm-hmm. Murder. Um, and then the one's like, you just don't do that. Bum, bum, bum. And then Addison says she's being stalked by pregnant women. And it's, this is a precious scene. And this is I a love great so scene. And they kind of, for a split second, make you think that Callie is pregnant. And then she's And that was good writing. Really good yeah. writing. She's like, no, we're just thinking about trying to get pregnant. And Addison goes, are we, or no, sorry. Callie says, are we still going to be friends if I get pregnant? And Addison responds, absolutely not. It's such a cute little scene. I love it so much. Yeah. And it's also funny because like when she's saying I'm being stalked by pregnant women, Callie's immediate response is you're an obstetrician. Yeah. That's also a very funny line. (laughs) Addison's like, and barren. (laughs) (laughs) They're just, I love their chemistry. I know. I just want more of it. And it's so sad because obviously we know that she's leaving. Um, Callie. No, <laughs> Addison. See how I tried to <laughs> trick you into giving me information. Um. So yeah, it's I love them. I could watch them always. Uh, George goes to the chief to tell him. Oh, he goes to the chief, and Richard says, "Oh, are you finally here to tell me about Mercy West?" And he says, "No, I'm here to talk to you about Meredith." So he's taking care of Meredith's bullshit yet again. Um, Burke and Christina and Callie are operating and like, they're all talking about why people mountain climb and Callie says, Oh, I used to do it. And like, it's so hard. And then you get to the top and it's so worth it. Blah, blah. And I'm like, I have not mountain climbed, but I have mountain hiked ish. The views from the top are great, but I'm not going to say that it was worth it. It was like a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. I, there's a there's a sand dune in Michigan, like Lower Peninsula, Michigan, called the Warren Dunes, and I climb up to the top of that, and it's like a six minute walk, and it's just up sand. <laughs> I get to the top of that, and I'm winded, and I don't. But still, you hate sand. I hate sand. It's coarse and it's rough, and it gets everywhere. And I get to the top of that hill, and I'm like this was just fucking fine. Like the view is okay. I could see Chicago from here. That's cool. But like, I can't imagine climbing to the top of a mountain, risking death and then going, ah, yes. In a blizzard. In a blizzard. Like, I don't like to Uh, be cold. We're in a blizzard right now and it sucks with no climbing. I am not in a blizzard right now. Well, it's not actually slurry yesterday though, or two days ago. Yeah. Um, so Derek and George are, no, wait, Callie leaves the surgery with Burke and goes into the surgery with Sloan and they have to amputate both of the guy's hands. Uh, Derek and George are operating on the spinal guy and George is like telling him about Meredith's test and he didn't know because communication. 
this this whole conflict between Derek and Meredith at this point just feels so fabricated. Like it's based in nothing. Yeah. Like I'm yeah. S- like it's just they're just making them flounder for no reason. Like it just doesn't it's 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 out of left field. Excuse me. I completely agree. Uh it, it's it's one of those things where they're like, okay, guys, uh, a lot's coming. We need some conflict. Uh, we need fresh ideas. Who's got an idea? Yeah, how can we break them up? Ooh, let's just make them bad together. <laughs> yeah, let's just hold on. I got it. Let's make Meredith drowning all about Derek. And everyone in the room is like, yes, yes, genius. Why him. did we not think of this sooner? Garbage. Okay, so Alex <laughs> confronts Ava. And it's like, well, I'm going to tell. And she's like, well, you don't know my name. And it's my word against yours. She kind of starts like escalating to a bad place. You're like, what is wrong? Why are you doing this? And then Alex, like, you're right. I don't know who you are at all. And he leaves. Still, again, what's her end game? Like, yeah, you're going to have to pay for this hospital bill. Every (laughs) day is thousands of dollars. Figure out your shit. Ava. Maybe she remembered that she had a really good insurance. <laughs> Maybe that's a good point. Didn't think of that. Um, so George paged Izzy and it's like, Hey, um, I need you to help me with Meredith because I can't leave until I know that it's taken care of. And Izzy's like, you can't leave at all because, um, we had sex, but it didn't mean anything. And we're just pretending like it meant something. So we don't feel bad, but it meant nothing. And then she cries. And George is on the verge, too. They're both about to cry. They love each other, and they're going to fuck again. Maybe. <laughs> okay, well, well, we'll have more predictions on that shortly. Um. So Mark tells Callie that she did a really good job juggling all the surgeries. And maybe Bailey is an issue in for Chief Resident. And Bailey, like, overhears it and gets really weird. Really weird? Like, oh. You're trying to be chief president? And Callie's like, yeah, why wouldn't I try? Like, like we all know that you're the chief's favorite, but, like, we can all still try to get this job. So, yeah. She really is a rock star in this episode. Three surgeries back to back. Would you say three surgeries in two hours? That's intense. Yeah. Yeah. She, what'd she do? She cut off a guy's hands. She, Mm -hmm. um... There was the frostbite guy, the spinal surgery guy, or the spinal injury guy, and the rib cage guy. The rib cage, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, that's all. In, it's not like that's easy stuff. Yeah. So she's offended, rightfully so. Um, Izzy brings Meredith to the chief, and uh, basically he tells her that she can retake the test. And then they have a nice moment of getting over the bullshit of like, "You're not my father," and they hug and cry. Yeah. Also, he's like, she's like, you're not my dad. He's like, literally, Meredith, I know. I get it. That's why I'm not saying I'm your dad. I'm the chief of surgery. Also, what if he was just like, yes, I am. Here's the DNA test. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck on your test. Bye. Uh, So just understand how much this hurts me, Meredith, every time you say you're not my dad. Yeah, because you're so wrong. So that means that you really didn't even lose anyone with Susan. She wasn't even your she was your fake, fake mom. Yeah, your fake dad's wife, (laughs) your fake dad's real wife. Yeah. 
Um, so uh, Derek sees Meredith taking the test. Unnecessary cut, in my opinion. Uh, and then they cut to Burke's bachelor party at Joe's quote unquote bachelor party. And Addison shows up and uh, they say, Mark says, oh, he's short on people, which is why I'm here. And Addison goes, well, am I supposed to be the entertainment? Because I'm not stripping. And Derek goes, yeah, we've seen it already. And Mark goes, yeah. And Preston goes, well, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's still the scene. Uh, it's just, it. The, okay, so this part here all the way to the end, I know it's going to be kind of like rapid fire. The end of this episode was really awesome. You get good moments between the four of them uh and burke obviously steals that with oh i haven't let's do this um but yeah just want to point out that i really enjoyed the end the end montage that we get in like the last five minutes of the show yeah yeah it's good it's good um a derek asks if christina wrote her vows and burke asks how meredith is and they're both just like oh and then derek said it shouldn't be this difficult should it and Preston says, probably not. But when I see her walking down the aisle, it'll who all knows? be worth it. Nerba derba der. I don't know. It's weird. This, again, these scenes are just kind of coming out of left field with people all of a sudden being weird, in my opinion. Weird moment I wrote. Um, Mark asks Addison how LA was, and she's like, no, it doesn't have to be awkward. We can still be friends. We tried. It, it didn't work. They did not try. I don't know why she says that yeah I mean, them I guess, trying was actively not trying it made no sense yeah. i mean i guess maybe she could be referring to when they tried in new york but we didn't see that as uh, viewers so i don't know and then she's like yeah we could be friends and mark is like with benefits <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um then joe tells addison that it, he didn't think it went well because he almost passed out or whatever and um but uh Walter is taking the birth mother to the train station and basically kind of implying that he doesn't think that she's going to pick them to, to keep the babies. And then he asks if she ever thought, thought about having kids. And she says all the time. That was a dagger dagger. Yeah, right the heart. It hurts. It hurts my feels. Um, Richard sees Adele at the hospital and she runs into the women's room to hide and he yells, through the door about moving on and dating other people because oh richard what a man what a time what a soul a gentle soul um christina is freaking out about her vows at the little bachelorette party thing and izzy like gives her big dumb stupid speech about not being able to be with the people you love and callie okay so at this point meredith this shit's about to go down meredith has figured out that something else is going on callie is making a lot of faces oh Um, meredith tries to misdirect and be like oh that's about denny right she's like yeah i'm talking about denny whatever like not george who i'm also obviously talking about because we had sex which also it's a when I when I was listening to the scene, I was like, well, I guess no. I thought it was going to be like the uh, the first scene with them at breakfast where Alex and Christina are like totally oblivious. And I thought in this, well, they all were going to be like immediately. Oh, yeah, totally. Denny, you know, and also as viewers, here's the thing that I don't understand. 
just, what was it, three or four episodes ago, we have this whole scene where Izzy and Denny touch each other's shoulders in the hallway. Beautiful cinematic moment. And now she is just about to explode because she's ruining George and Callie's marriage, which also quote unquote in love with him because she's in love with him. Also, I want to point out that she is not the only person to blame with this scenario. Obviously, George is also to blame. But like, guys, George is doing all the right things to try to remove himself from the situation and do right by his wife. I'm going to go ahead and give him some points there. Izzy's constantly, no, stay, it's fine. As she opens her shirt to flash him, I'm not going to do anything. We're just friends. <laughs> I have no feelings for you. I, I don't know. It's just yeah. weird. And it, it also, was a very again, nice friend moment with Meredith trying to do the misdirect. All of this, all of this is within one year. The dancing yes! thing to the George thing. She That's got to be what, misdirecting two weeks? all of her Denny love onto George. Yes. Yes. Um, and then at the bar, Derek flirts with some girl. <sighs> Fuck. What, what is happening? What is happening with the people in this show? Gotta, gotta have drama. We need our drama. Gotta have the that thing, Seattle drama. The thing that I hate. <laughs> the thing that. <laughs> The thing that I hate about this scene is she's like, no, oh, you made a terrible mistake. You, what, you ever, you ever watch Chris D'Elia, uh, making, making the, the drunk girl impressions. The you girl, ever watch him talking about how people are creepy groomers and then he's a creepy groomer. Right. Yes. Obviously okay, sorry, we don't, go ahead. we don't stand Chris D'Elia, but he does have a funny skit where it's talking about drunk girls at clubs and it's very hilarious. I will say, separate the person from the art for this exact yes. moment and go watch it. But, uh, basically in this scene, I just envision him saying, you can't handle me. You can't handle this. And it's just hilarious. And I just imagined the girl in her head saying, you can't handle this. And Derek was like, maybe, maybe you're right. Who knows? Maybe I missed out. And I'm like, Derek, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why, why, who, You've spent a year with this with this Meredith situation. You just left your wife. You better be yeah. with Meredith forever now. Not that I want that, but like you left Addison. You went yeah. from Addison to Meredith. Feels like a downgrade. Feels like a downgrade to me. All women are beautiful in their own right. Feels like a downgrade to me. Yeah, but this is not even just about that. I'm saying like personality wise, Addison is so oh. above and beyond. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Without question. Um, yeah. Yeah. Alex is with the baby and Ava comes in and she tells him that her real name is Rebecca Pope. Related to Olivia Pope. When I tell you, I have always referred to her as Ava Rebecca. <laughs> and it has been very difficult. For the past entire half of this season to not say Ava Rebecca every time she is, we discuss her. That because must that have is been just always how I had referred to her as Ava Rebecca. <laughs> I really wanted you to guess her name last time. I really thought I was like, man, what if he pulls it out and says Rebecca? <laughs> would you have told me if I did? Yes, because okay. I, there's no way I would have been able to hide it. I yeah, would have been fair. so shocked if you had guessed that name. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, okay, so I like the name goes, Rebecca. 
It's nice. Richard goes into the bathroom and Adele is on the floor, passed out. So he starts freaking out and going over to her. Um, Walter comes back in with Rena. She passes out and Addison's like, call an ambulance. An ambulance gets to the hospital with the fort climber and he has a freaking ice pick in his head. Uh, Richard is panicking. There's blood on the floor. Very dramatic ending. A couple things that I just want to say real quick. Number one, murder. Uh, number two, uh, Weber, just stand up. You like go two feet out the door and just yell for help. Yeah. Like you, you could go to the, you walked into the door and you saw her just, you <laughs> could still, she's not going anywhere. Just yell for help out the door. Just get up. Yeah. Yep. <sighs> oh, you're so right. Anyways, okay, so let's rate it. We're not a reminder. Prediction, guys. Cause there's a predictions episode you can listen to right now. Bingo. So we're not doing predictions right now. You can listen to finish, listen to us, rate it. And then you can go right over to the predictions episode and listen to that. And then we will have the finale episode next week. Yay. 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 And then it's going to be time for season four. Bingo. Okay. So what do you rate this one? Uh, I'm going to give this one a fellow point four, a 4.4. Okay. Do you want to elaborate or you're just going to uh, that? <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, the last five minutes was enough to bring this one over a four. I thought overall the episode was, was good. Um, I like, I like the fact that we're going to have to wait to the next episode to see what really happened with these climbers. Um, really great Cali episode. Uh, the the thing the the arc with Meredith was very interesting. I'm surprised that they resolved kind of the whole test thing in one episode. But kudos to them because I'm imagining and listen to the next episode for the final thoughts on this. But I'm imagining there's going to be a lot that happens in the finale for this. So they needed they couldn't have a lingering storyline for Meredith bleed into the next episode. So I get it. Um, but uh, also. The for some reason the, the the Bailey and Callie drama there really kind of piqued my interest because you you didn't see them as competition and when Callie's like well yeah obviously why wouldn't I want this promotion I'm like oh yeah I haven't even thought about that too I only thought of Sydney as her uh, competition it's because Sydney's the only one being a psychopath about it right ah oh, the clinic the clinic um but uh, great scene with. Callie and Addison even Mark like wasn't terrible he still sucked like because he's like stirring the pot but he wasn't terrible um and uh I I'm really glad that we're starting to get to the end of the Ava the Ava storyline I feel like this has been played a lot I'm surprised that she's lasted this long in the show but mm-hmm. uh yeah, yeah, we'll have more predictions on that uh, in the next episode, which you will listen to now. I'm I'm controlling your mind. Um, but uh, yeah, that, that's the reason. But for me, it's yeah, fellow point four, four point four. What about you? Um, yeah, so I have like really mixed feelings about this episode because I think it's played well, like all the acting is good. And the overall story is good. There's just certain things. I'm like, why are we doing this? Like the whole Derek and Meredith conflict is there is no conflict. They're making conflict. Right. I don't understand it. Um, So I'm conflicted. I'm going to say I think I'm going to do a resident point eight. Okay. So a three point eight. Because like there's so much that is there that I like. And then there's just some stuff that I'm like, why? That's fair. 
it's like but i do agree the ending the ending is like such a good setup for like oh the next week's the finale like oh something's coming look out um so i do agree the ending is really really good but uh yeah thanks for listening guys but uh but don't go anywhere because you can go right now on your little phony phones and listen to the next episode and hear all of our predictions for the finale next week and then you can tune in next week and see if carmen was right at all or wrong about everything yeah and make sure you tell us and don't spoil the ending of the season but listen click play just do it just click click play do it go now go we're right there we're waiting